of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we're converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain. Welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio program. This is your source for common sense conservatism. Boy, yesterday was a bad day for the Bidens, wasn't it? Look, there's a lot to discuss, ladies and gentlemen. We have so much to talk about today. But I think the big stories are actually the ones that aren't getting a lot of airtime. You know how we like to look beyond the headlines. Beyond what everybody wants us to be talking about, worried about. But we're not. We've got our eyes wide open, 30,000 feet down. We're delighted to be with you. Remember, Wendy Bell Radio Network app. Also, Wendy Bell Radio is where you find our podcast. One and a half million downloads and growing. Hope you join us. Welcome home, my friend. So delighted to be with you. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Of the two events that happened yesterday, Hunter defying the congressional order to step forward and and appear behind closed doors for an under oath transcribed deposition. That wasn't a big surprise. I don't think anybody was like, Hunter didn't show up. Get out. Right? Because we have a we have a, a, a gentleman there. A 53-year-old grown-up, a father, a lawyer who believes he is above the law, who believes he is untouchable. Well, why would he believe that? Because he grew up with a father who's acted the exact same way. Be able to get away with whatever you want. Your mental mediocrity is covered up. You've got a machine behind you. So Joe Biden, the impeachment vote... The inquiry is on. It is an official thing. What does this mean right now? Not much, except all of these things that House Oversight, Ways and Means and Judiciary have been looking into the documents, the whistleblowers, the testimony, all of it is now going to be presented to the American people. That's what this is. It opens the door to that. Now, We were treated to multiple primetime specials called the January 6th Commission, right? Primetime. Television produced. Only thing I think they didn't have was a wind machine, right? All of that. 
Do you believe they were going to spend the exact same amount of time with the same urgency to air what comes out about Hunter Biden, about Joe Biden? I don't think so. There is not justice in this country, ladies and gentlemen, if it's not equal. Things are not equal. If you are white in this country, the pendulum has swung against you. The deck is stacked against you. You are not treated the same way as somebody else who might be looking a bit differently from you. If you are a straight white person, well, that's two strikes against you. Somebody over here who's black and gay, well, we've got to go that way. This is how crazy we are. But before we get into all the nuts and bolts of that, I want to hear Hunter Biden himself. Yesterday, specifically, standing outside the Senate side of the Congress, of the Capitol, not going inside, demanding what he wanted yesterday. Remember this, Hunter Biden is an addict. He is a human trafficker. He is a purveyor of porn. Right? He is a felon who lied on a federal gun form. He is all of these things. And what you are going to hear is Hunter Biden, the victim, the Biden family, Tragedy after tragedy. Really? No. Hunter number one. Here he is saying, I'm going to set the terms of my agreement to talk to you. That's not how it goes, Sonny. That's not how it goes. It's not how it went for Steve Bannon. It's not how it went for Carl Rove. We could go on and on and on. It's not how it's going to go for you. Go. I'm here today to answer at a public hearing any legitimate questions Chairman Comer and the House Oversight Committee may have for me. I'm here today to make sure that the House Committee's illegitimate investigations of my family do not proceed on distortions, manipulated evidence, and lies. Manipulated evidence comes from your hard drive, dude. It comes from your laptop, the laptop that you surrendered with two other laptops. Do with John Paul McIsaac at his Delaware repair shop. So what he's going to say now, Hunter Biden is going to say, MAGA hates me. They're coming against me. This is a witch hunt. Sounds so familiar, doesn't it? This is persecution of my family. I'm an addict. You can't touch me. And by the way, they stole my information. It's very interesting how this is a twisted reality of what actually happened. And you're going to hear that right now. Audio soundbite two. Manipulating texts I sent, editing the testimony of my friends and former business partners, Aww. and misstating personal information that was stolen from me. Stolen from me. It was stolen from me. Doesn't he sound like a child? He sounds like a little boy. You are 53 years old, sir. You're four days younger than I am. What is your excuse for being a lousy human being? What is it? That everybody else is out to get you? That the information that you guys lied about, that's not on my laptop. Actually, it is my laptop. They stole it. 
at what point do the lies run out, Hunter? Because with sobriety comes some kind of a personal reckoning. That look in the mirror where you realize how flawed you are. And you start healing that and fixing that. Instead, you're making excuses and pointing fingers like a child. And that's how they want everybody to see you. The poor child of a president who's buried two children and a wife who's gone through so much. Oh, my goodness. Please. And audio soundbite number three, Hunter is going to point the finger at those nasty Republicans who are relentless. They want to kill me. I'm kidding. Not at all kidding, actually. Listen. But I'm also here today to correct how the MAGA right has portrayed me for their political purposes. (laughs) I am first and foremost a son, a father, a brother, and a husband from a loving and supportive family. Mm. Now, this is interesting. Hunter's issues are separate from Joe's. These are two totally separate cases that dance over to each other in very interesting ways. And Hunter is desperate for you to realize that it's all wrong. Everything that you've been told has been wrong. They stole my information. They manipulated my text messages. They twisted the words of my friends. I'm nothing but a flawed addict, and I'm trying. But I have the love of my family. Hunter, you're a scumbag. Your dad is a scumbag. Your stepmother might be the biggest scumbag. And all of America either sees it already or is about to, a la congressional oversight. So where do we go from here, ladies and gentlemen? Well, before we can predict what happens next, I think we should flash back to what happened not that long ago when January 6th defendants who were being charged with obstruction, who were facing 10 years, 15 years in prison for doing what? rattling bike racks outside the Capitol on January 6th, refused to comply with the congressional subpoenas. When asked about that, Mr. President, President Biden, what do you think about January 6th defendants who don't comply with subpoenas? Should they be prosecuted by the Department of Justice? This is Caitlin Collins from CNN asking Joe Biden outside Marine One that very question. Listen. Talking to you so much today, you're not going to want to talk to him anymore. Sir, do you? What's your message to people who defy congressional subpoenas on the January 6th committee? I hope that the committee goes after them and uh, holds them accountable. Should they be prosecuted by the Justice Department? I do, yes. Should they be prosecuted? Yes, they should. They should go after them as long as they're not my son. So let me ask you again, ladies and gentlemen, is there an actual justice in this country if it is only for certain people and not for others? That is today's discussion. 
And it continues in moments right here on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, so on the one side, you've got the story, all the news stations, breaking news, impeachment inquiry. Yes, House Republicans unanimously vote for it. I think except what? Ken Buck? Whatever. Don Bacon? Who was it? I don't know. Is it no, Bacon? it went straight was it all hundred? Okay, 100%. Okay, so... Anyway, it gets the ball rolling and it puts the whole thing on blast, if you will, that this is going to be now public. We're going to have public hearings. We've already done all this stuff, closed doors. We've also done public hearings. We are now going to do this for the public. America needs to see the truth. And it's not the truth of Republicans. It's the truth told by witnesses, whistleblowers, documents, data. Well, thank goodness there are those trusty minions that Joe Biden and company have ready to go. You've got your Jared Moskowitzes. You've got your Stacey Plaskets. You have your Alexandria Ocasio-Cortezes and Jamie Raskin. But you also have Dan Goldman, who might just be the biggest weenie on Capitol Hill. What he says is completely idiotic. He's going to say to you, despite all of the things we know, That you actually know nothing because there is no evidence tying Joe Biden to anything. He's innocent. This is a terrible witch hunt and everybody knows it. Listen to Dan Goldman. This is moments after that vote comes down. Yes, we're doing an official inquiry, impeachment inquiry into the president. Listen. Up there, Republicans have been investigating Biden and the idea that his son's businesses are connected to him for months now, years, arguably. Does anything change today once this inquiry is formalized? Well, it certainly is a formal step where every single Republican who votes for this is endorsing the idea of impeaching Joe Biden. And that's why you have to look at what they have developed over the last 12 months. It is not for lack of evidence, Garrett. They have hundreds of thousands of pages of documents, dozens of hours of witness testimony from numerous uh, government witnesses, multiple executive branch agencies under the administration have turned over documents. They have plenty of materials. They just don't have any evidence connecting Joe Biden to anything that his son was doing. And it doesn't change now because there's really nothing of material that they haven't gotten. Uh, They just don't have the evidence. And if they wanted more, they had Hunter Biden this morning ready to give them more evidence and testimony, and they refused to take it. So it is a little rich and ironic for them to be claiming that they need to open up a formal impeachment inquiry to get more evidence when they rejected evidence just this morning from the central witness in the case. The central witness in the case doesn't get to dictate the terms of his testimony, sir. You know better than that. You know better than to get up and lie as you just did. You know damn well that there's evidence. And we're going to be going through some of the obvious counterpoints there this is interesting though the wall street journal today hunter biden on wednesday this is the editorial board and it says hunter biden defies a subpoena the president's son refuses to sit down for a house deposition courting a contempt citation hunter biden on wednesday defied subpoenas to appear in front of the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees, delivering instead a Trump-style broadside against his GOP investigators outside the Capitol. The president's son says he has nothing to hide, but his refusal to answer questions suggests otherwise. 
Hunter blamed his no-show on Republicans' insistence that he initially sit for a deposition behind closed doors. I'm here to testify at a public hearing today, he said, to answer any of the committee's legitimate questions. He said this, of course, without taking any media questions. He said the GOP's illegitimate inquiry was based on, quote, distortions, manipulated evidence, and lies. Ladies and gentlemen, bank receipts don't lie. Suspicious activity reports, FD-1023s don't lie. Trips aboard Air Force Two, communications, emails, WhatsApp messages, phone calls, photographs, don't lie. His lawyer, Abby Lowell, claimed Republicans would use a closed-door session to leak distorted snippets (laughs) of Hunter's testimony, which is what they do. Yet House Oversight Chairman James Comer has said he'd release a transcript of the deposition, as the committee has done with prior interviews. No witness gets to decide the contours of a congressional subpoena. Mr. Comer and Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan won an in-depth deposition conducted under the guidance of lawyers, a process that innumerable other subpoenaed Americans have complied with. Mr. Biden's resistance smacks of a plea for special treatment, like plea deals. Does the White House condone this public flouting of only, or duly, I should say, issued subpoenas? A deposition would require Hunter to answer questions under oath about his foreign business dealings and his family's involvement. Notably, he used his press conference to insist twice that his father wasn't financially involved in his business. The other rhetorical twist on the meeting of involved, of course, another rhetorical twist on it, and it's a long way from President Biden's initial claim that he'd never spoken to Hunter about his business. House investigators, Hunter derided them as MAGA right and shameless, have already shown that the president's claim was false. Mr. Lowell's hardball strategy may win sympathy from Democrats, but it also may earn Hunter a contempt of Congress citation. His resistance helped to solidify House GOP support Wednesday, to begin a formal impeachment inquiry into the president on grounds it is the only way to obtain crucial information. Cooperation, says the Wall Street Journal editorial board, might have been the wiser course. So they want to talk in public. They want to guide the conversation. They want to be able to plant what they want to plant, sell their narrative, and control oversight. That's not how it works. That's not how it's ever worked. And we have proof of that. We're going to drop names. You're going to hear voices. You're going to see a document from then-Senator Joe Biden, 2007, saying people who are subpoenaed to testify must comply. I guess unless their name is Biden. So don't go anywhere, because when we come back, Hunter's... They want to kill me defense. I'm a victim defense. Boy, boy, boy. I think he needed to be spanked more. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Oh, I need that. Don't you need that? Woo! After all this nonsense. So you would think that we'd be running around pants on fire. Oh my goodness, all these big stories. But it's, we've been part of this since go. Since November 3rd, 2020, since leading up to it, all of this, it's exhausting. It's unnecessary. Can you imagine how much could have been accomplished in the last, what, eight years? 
the lead up to the 2016 election, the never ending barrage of garbage about Donald Trump, the incessant obsession with him. If only they had focused on a few things that were actually meaningful for we the people. Maybe if our government would take a look at itself and do its own little audit, every department, what do you want to bet you could carve 50% out now and, and not even make a dent in the excess, the duplicitous jobs, the bloat, the never-ending expenditures, which, of course, you're just expected to cough up with your taxes. That's going to be a wake-up call, friends. I almost wish tax day was, was uh, the first week of the first Monday of November. So everybody had that in mind, going to the polls to vote. How do you like your tax bill this year? You like it? Because if you like it, vote for the guy who did it. And if you don't, get him gone. You know, and something, I want to say this. It's a total offshoot. But it happened in my kitchen last night. I'm making dinner, Tuscan chicken. Great recipe, you should look it up. My son Michael did it, found it on TikTok many months ago. We started making it. It's now a family favorite. I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, we got soccer at 6, got to leave the house by 5.30, deal with traffic, got to, got to, la, la, la. By the time we get back, it'll be close to 8. I got to have dinner ready. I have five boys. They eat like wolves, right? So it's a couple hours every day. I thoroughly enjoy it. I do. Until one of my sons said to me, a comment. When would he or three of his other brothers be the chosen child, the favorite child, like so-and-so boy is? And I stopped in my tracks as I'm hustling around trying to get this recipe made. I've got a banana, a banana bread in the oven. Smells great. Everything's taken care of. And my kid says this to me. When am I going to be your favorite? When do I get to be the chosen one who you and dad support and defend endlessly? Now, he said it tongue in cheek, but tongue in cheek is real. And it stunned me. And it was the last straw of my day. And I said very, very plainly, I work very hard to love you and support you all equally. I work very hard to ensure it is equitable because you guys are scorekeeping sons of guns because you're young and you don't know any better. But I love you the same. And any suggestion otherwise is devastatingly insulting. And you could slice through the air with a knife. There was a quick attempt to, ah, it's not really what I meant, as the kitchen cleared out and I finished dinner. Look, we as parents try very hard to be as fair as possible to our children. What we are seeing going on in our country is a chosen group of individuals who get away with everything who have the machinations of the media and technology and academia and medicine and government behind them. 
These people make excuses for them. They run interference for them and oftentimes are involved in shady crap alongside with them. Whereas on the other side of that spectrum, people who aren't engaged in breaking the law or who believe in basic things like life and God and protecting our children and protecting our borders, where we are demonized, where we know going into a courtroom that the deck is immediately stacked against us. That is not America. That is not a justice system. That is a disruption in the scales, the balance of the scales. And we are seeing it. Everybody is seeing it. We are being told to forgive because of his sore, sordid, sad life of addiction. Why does Hunter Biden get to use addiction as a defense when you're not allowed to? Because he's special. No, I reject that. I want you to hear a couple audio sound bites. It infuriates me as it made me it was searing. It was searing to hear that in my kitchen yesterday. It wasn't the first time. And it hurts. But for MAGA Republicans, make America great again. Let's remind ourselves what that means. That doesn't mean con your way into office. That doesn't mean rig the machines, stuff the ballot boxes. It doesn't mean lie your way into congressional votes or testimony. Make America great again is remembering the foundation. This is why we're seeing this exodus from places like San Francisco and Los Angeles and Chicago and New York City, where are these people going? They're not going to other cities like metropolises. These people are moving to rural areas in small, in small towns, in red states. Why? Because of the values. It's not complicated. But it's these values, the ones that you hold dear, the ones that you teach your children the way I try to teach mine, that are under assault. That's not negotiable. Hard work. Commitment. Honesty. And admitting when you make mistakes. Everything else now is just a performance. It's theatrics. It's insulting. We have children in this country who don't have enough food. We have veterans in this country who don't have a bed or a roof. Shouldn't that be the full stop? I want you to hear a couple pieces of sound and it's frustrating and I'm sorry, but you need to know 
These aren't people standing up and saying, look, I don't care about the letter after my name. I don't care if I'm a Democrat. I didn't sell my soul to be here. I'm a human being. And wrong is wrong. And North is still North. And by golly, if I have to stand here by myself and vote against mob bully rule, then so friggin' be it. We don't have those people. That's on us. We make those decisions. And if you want to say, well, elections, who can believe in them? Well, what are we doing to stop that? This is Representative Jim McGovern wagging his finger at the other side of the aisle. It is Republicans. It's Republicans going after Hunter Biden and trying to weaponize his addiction. This is despicable. The Bidens are good people. And Joe is a super duper honorable man. Pinocchio, boop, go. And Republicans are weaponizing this addiction and using it to attack President Biden, a man of decency and integrity. Frankly, it's one of, if not the most despicable things I've seen in my whole career here in Congress. You know, I know people who are desperate to get into politics. And I should just play for them that audio soundbite and say, do you really, do you really think you'll be able to handle every single day of your life being like this? Where people get up and blow hard, grandstand, blow sunshine, lie to your face, twist, distort, manipulate, concoct, cover up, stonewall and steal. You want to be a part of that? Because that would be soul crushing. It sucks to share it with you here, albeit briefly. That's Jim McGovern. It's Maga's fault. Shut up, Jim. You're a hack. Then there's Jamie Raskin. I don't know how much more of a dirtbag one could possibly be. And he's going to say to you now, there's no crime. This is coached. It's scripted because you're going to hear Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez drop a very similar nugget later. Don't you want people who can think for themselves? They can't think for themselves. Corrine Jean-Pierre, she needs a freaking binder with tabs. Because it's all been written out for her. Because it's all a script. You are living in an alternate reality. They want you to believe it's fantastic. Everything's great. Nothing to worry about. But you know full well. This is America in retrograde. And if we don't figure this crap out stat, it's going to be too late. Here's Jamie Raskin. We are in a remarkable juncture for the U.S. House of Representatives because this is an impeachment inquiry where no one has been able to define what criminal or constitutional offense they're looking for. We don't know what the crime is. You know, the the mysteries are called a whodunit because it starts with a crime and then you try to determine who committed it. This is more like a what is it, not a who done it. We don't know what the crime is. Um, and there are thousands and thousands of pages of evidence, but all of the evidence demonstrates uh, beyond any reasonable doubt that uh, President Joe Biden is not guilty of any uh, impeachable offense. Well, thank goodness we've got Jamie Raskin to be judge, jury and executioner. Nothing to see here, he says. 
two tiers of justice. That's putting it mildly. Well, uh, Congressman Raskin, we have unfortunately just a small snippet of uh, of stuff we're going to drop on you here after this quick break because there's gobs of evidence and you know it. By the way, this uh, this whole idea, didn't they impeach John- Donald twice, Donald Trump twice over the similar lack of a crime? What did he do? What, what was he actually accused of doing? Nothing criminal. They were butt hurt that he won and they hate you because it's because of you that he did. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So, you know, we've got 46 different pieces of evidence. If you're a member of our locals page and if you go to our app, you can sign up for this. You get to see our daily rundown, all of the things that we cite, everything I talk about. You're going to see this list, 46 pieces from Grabian. Love them. Joe Biden writing Hunter's business partner, a personal note, expressing excitement for their partnership. Joe Biden dining at a D.C. cafe, the Cafe Milano, with Hunter's Ukrainian, Russian and Kazakhstani business partners. Obama administration officials caught unaware after Biden demanded the firing of the Ukrainian prosecutor investigating Burisma. The Bidens receiving more than a million dollars from corrupt Romanian businessman Gabriel Popovichu. While Vice President Biden was campaigning against corruption in Romania, Hunter contacted FBI Director Louis Free to try helping. Who signed that letter? 51 former law enforcement officials. That's a fake laptop. Thanks, Louis Free. Biden's money guy had Hunter refill his bank account so Joe's AT&T bill could be paid. Was that the ghost phone? Probably. How about Biden writing college recommendations for two of Hunter's Chinese business partners' children? How about Biden, a.k.a. the big guy, getting a 10% cut in a venture with CCP-linked CEFC China Energy earning $6 million? Or Hunter threatening his Chinese business partners via WhatsApp, my dad sitting next to me. I can hold a grudge. I mean, do you need me to list all 46 or do you get the gist? I know that you do. So this despicable desire, because it's the only play they have, you need to, if you're going to be corrupt, you have to have somebody who's the boogeyman to draw attention to instead. And we all know the boogeyman is anybody connected to Donald Trump or Donald Trump. It's his fault. It's Maggie's fault. It was an insurrection. They did this. They did that. Now, what you didn't see if you were listening to Jamie Raskin moments ago before the break, talk about where's the charge? What's the crime? Where's the beef? Ha ha ha, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez over his right shoulder, giggling. Who else is standing in his inner circle of suck? Eric Swalwell. That's all right. You can, you can have sex with the Chinese spy. <laughs> That's cool, Eric. I think you should totally get up here and grandstand about morality. That's fantastic. Who else is around him? You've got Jared Moskowitz. Jared. Really? And you've got this young lady, Jasmine Crockett. She's going to step forward now as one of the voices of suck in defense of all things Democrat and demonizing of conservatives. And what she's going to tell you is that you, friends, if you are a Republican voter, if you are a conservative thinker, 
If you consider yourself a make America great againer, you're a domestic enemy. What? She might have said it in passing. I hear it. Tell me if you do too. Go. And right now we know that they are continually trying to tear us down from within. When we swore our oath, we swore our oath to protect against enemies, foreign and domestic. And let me tell you something. Those of us that serve on oversight, especially those of us that are specifically Democrats, I feel like we are constantly fighting domestic enemies and no one should feel that way. Hmm. The American people should be outraged right now. Outraged. Oh, we are. Oh, we're outraged. You got that right, sister. Just not at what you think or what you wish. And so that brings us circling back, Jen Psaki-ing back to this whole idea of Hunter deciding to defy a congressional order to appear. Well, it's so funny because we're going to put up on the screen and I'm going to read it to you. It's a little overlay from 2017. This was taken in December, if I'm not mistaken, 13th, press release by Joseph R. Biden Jr., United States Senator from Delaware. This is the title. Biden backs contempt citations for Rove and Bolton. Wait, what's this? Former Senate Judiciary Chairman Joseph R. Biden Jr. announced his support today for issuing contempt citations for White House Chief of Staff Josh Bolton and former Deputy Chief of Staff Carl Rove for refusing to comply with congressional subpoenas for documents and testimony on the White House's role in the firings of several distinguished U.S. attorneys. Quote, executive privilege protects certain communications between the president and his top advisors. It doesn't shield criminal conduct. It can't thwart Congress's constitutional oversight responsibility. And contrary to the president's belief, it is not an absolute blanket protection from response or protection from answering Congress's questions. Said then-Senator Biden, executive privilege can only be invoked in responses to specific questions and document requests. Subpoenaed witnesses have got to show up and invoke the privilege, unless your name is Biden. Unless you're part of the uniparty swamp creature machine. Unless... You are part of this whole bribery blackmail scheme that is completely the story of Congress. Unless you're down with this new global liberal order, which we're so desperate to push on an unsuspecting and still reeling from that fever of COVID public. Really? Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program is on tap. Look, the biggest story yesterday we're going to cover in this next segment. A judge, Tanya Chutkin, did something in, in one of Trump's cases that throws all of the dominoes off. A major victory for Trump and a total poke in the eye for Jack Smith next. 